Troops, how we doing? It's the Eagle Podcast, and you should always give people who give you time, time. And tonight, I'm going to welcome on a guy who I think's listened to every single podcast I've done, but has got a good, interesting, difficult background himself in life. Um, he's also a Christmas tree wrangler, which is probably the most awesome job I've ever heard of. It's Adam Batley. Adam, how are you doing, sir? Hiya, John. You all right? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Brilliant. <laughs> um, how did you get into Christmas tree wrangling? Oh, um, do you know... I just saw the job advertised. Um, I was I was in a I was in a job at the time that I was trying to get away from. Yeah, and um, I went on Indeed and I seen this job advertised. <laughs> and uh, talk us through a, the job advertisement. Did it say Father Christmas ones Christmas tree wrangler? No, not quite. But oh, it, it just devil. basically the, the headline said Christmas tree operative. I thought, what's that? <laughs> um, so <laughs> I clicked on, had a look, and it, you know it's describes you know the description of the job was pretty in-depth and at the bottom it said no experience needed we'll train the right candidates so I thought right I'm having that Mint. um you know you know I, I went through obviously I applied um I got a phone call there was a lot of competition for it uh and I got an interview when I got the interview there was eight of us going for the job nice uh and then I went for the first interview and then I got a call saying you're down to the last two it's between you and another guy and he's he's qualified. He's got experience, but don't let that put you off. We we want to we were going to take on the person we like the most. Um, so I went for the second interview, and then a couple of days later, I got the call and got offered the job. Um, right. So, talk talk us through um, what a Christmas tree wrangler does. <laughs> well. <laughs> Because so, I'm, because I'm, in, I'm. This is it. This is this has made my day. Right. So, obviously, where I work, we sell Christmas trees to, yeah. um, you know, from kind of like four, or five foot high, up right. to up to about eighteen foot high. Right. Um, you know the 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 bigger ones there, the ones that are going kind of like market squares, shopping centres. Right. Okay. And then the, the smaller ones, four, five, six, seven, eight foot, go on people's houses. Nice. So. At the minute, there's about 100 acres on the farm of Christmas trees that I'm responsible for. Right. And throughout the year, there's various stages of care and attention that they need to make sure that they're in, they're in that perfect Christmas tree state come December. Right. Um, wow. So it's, they don't just appear like that <laughs> in, in, in December. There's a, bit, there's a lot of time and effort and different uh, sorcery that goes into it. <laughs> ah, Yes. I can reveal some of it, but I can't reveal all of it. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like Harry Potter. It sounds magical. Um, yeah. Oh, so so basically, you're tending them for, throughout their entire time until they get felled, and then obviously you must be. Re, do you replant them as well, like the ones who need replanting? How does it work with that sort of process? Yeah, so when a tree's planted, you're looking at about ten years before it's ready really the, yeah yeah the, you know the grow on average around maybe half a foot to three quarters of a foot a year all right so wow. you know a good seven or eight footer for example that someone might have in the living room um and yeah you, you know we plant we kind of would take a block out in the field but then plant another blocks you know so we've got a constant yeah. chain of supply um you know throughout the year they need to be pruned they need to be fertilized um, you know, general upkeep around the tree, so weed control, 
um, you know, on a few other bits and pieces, but it literally keeps myself one man busy all year. Wow. Uh, until it comes for, you know, what's called the harvest, at the yeah. kind of no- November, December time, to get the trees down into the shop and ready to be sold. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, tell me you've had another podcast where they've had someone <laughs> talk about Christmas trees on. Um, no, nah, that's insightful, mate. Like, that's, you know, it'd be one of those jobs where people obviously go, oh, you, you do what? Like, it, like yeah. it's almost like not like not a real job, but it is. And obviously, it's a lot of time consuming. And obviously, you're outdoors all the time. In all, in all weathers, I take it. So I think that, yeah. that's, a, that's, a great, um, that's a great way to be, mate. And if I had the choice between doing that, uh, and no disrespect to anyone who works in a factory, because I've worked in them, I'd rather do what you're doing, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I've, I'm, I love it. I've kind of got my own little kingdom out there that uh, <laughs> I roam about all day. <laughs> huh. And uh, you know, I, you know, I take, a, you know, I take pride in it. I take pride in the work. Um, Class. Do you have a chainsaw? And, uh, I do. Yeah. Ah, mint. Yeah. Now we're talking. Yes. And <laughs> a, a quad bike. <laughs> a quad. Well, a quad bike and a chainsaw, man. This sounds like the yeah. world's greatest job. They should. Yeah. Um, they should do like a Netflix series on you and call you the Christmas King. Do you know what I mean? The Christmas Tree King. Yeah, well, you know, if there's any executives or anything listening. <laughs> Get it done. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't um, charge a lot. Fair, fair play. How are, you, uh, how are you managing COVID-19, mate? How is it all going for your lockdown and that? Well, it's not a great deal has changed for myself and my family at home because I, my missus is, a, is classed as a key worker. Yeah, um, she works in communications, so she's still working. I'm still working because I can't work from home, <laughs> uh, obviously. Yeah, and I don't come into contact with anyone at work, really. You know, I'm, so you, I'm, so I'm not two meters. Yeah, I'm isolated, so the kids are still going to school, um, and so things aren't that different apart from the fact. You know that everyone, the things everyone's experiencing, like difficulty with shopping, can't go to the gym, can't go to the boozer, um, things yeah. like that. So I think I'm a bit lucky because I'm still getting I go to work every day. Um, yeah, hey, there's nothing wrong with that, mate. Um, man or woman, we've always needed routine. People fall off yeah. the wagon when they haven't got routine. That's yeah, that that's um, that's important. And like I said to you before the podcast started, um, I got furloughed yesterday. And by sort of six, seven o'clock last night, I had a new routine um, in place yeah. for for the, the period that I'm going to be um, furloughed, I suppose. And, you know, I normally go running at quarter past five pretty much every day that I'm up and about. And I thought to myself, well, I don't really need to do that. But um, I like to call it the champion's mindset. Do you know what I mean? Like all, all yes. the great boxers... And, and all the great champions, no matter what sport, go running early doors because it's hard to get up at five o'clock because yeah. no, one really, no one really wants to do it, do you? Do you know what I mean? You just want to stay in bed. But getting up, getting it done early, getting back to the house like five past ten, past six, and you've already done your fitness for the day, it sets you up on that great, um, the great running because you've already had a success. Do you know what I mean? You've already had one yeah. success in the day. Um I'm on two successes. I've made me bed and I've gone for a run. So already before half nine, I'm on three strikes. Do you know what I mean? So I feel I feel good. Um, yeah, you talked about a few things. Uh, going to the shops has become like this 
absolute mentalist, doesn't it? Where, where do you, oh. where you, where do you, do you have to put your gum shield in when you go? No, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky as well because the missus does all the shopping. Oh, yeah. Um, only for the pure reason is that she doesn't trust me to do it and get all the right stuff. Yeah. Um, in our relationship of, what, 16, 17 years. Get that right. I've probably, yeah, I know, I've probably done it. <laughs> <laughs> I've probably done the I've probably done the shopping on my own five times, and every yeah. time she's had to go back out because um, she's not happy with what I brought back. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's one of them. It's I'm, I'm, you know she's um, she's in charge of that department. Uh, uh, it's funny you mention that. I, I I got sent once, mate, to do the big shop. And um, <laughs> and uh, I went and did it. And when I come, like when I come back, and um, my partner got home, she's like, "What have you bought?" I like, I literally, apparently, all I bought was like meat, yogurts, and bread. <laughs> no, Not wrong no, with that. no, no, no veg, no, no fruit. Yeah. <laughs> no like, toiletries. Nah, nothing. Not no. Yeah. Now, so you've got to. You, they've, they've got to keep us right. Um. One thing that really interests me about you is we know a few of the same people and you're into your martial arts and you were telling me previously that you're going for your coaching. Is this boxing coaching? Yeah, well, it's in the last three hours. I've just had it confirmed. Oh, nice. Uh, Just earlier on this afternoon, um, Bieber, the British and Irish Boxing Authority, have granted me a professional coach's licence. Right. Um, And they're called Bieber? Bieber, B-I-B-A. Oh. <laughs> British and Irish Boxing Authority. Right. <laughs> so, fair, oh, fair play, mate. So what, what does that involve then? So it basically means I can uh, I can coach, I can I can corner, you know, I can train professional fighters on a Bieber sanctioned show. Nice. Um, it's something I've been aiming for for quite a while and kind of, struggled to find my way in it and I've right. gone I've gone down this route and I've you know I've applied for this license and uh you know I've just found out today that I've got it um you know so I'm all, I'm really really over the moon with that um we've got I've got I work with a couple of lads who've got a new gym set up and that's right. literally ready got that was ready to go more or less the day that we got locked down oh um, really is this a boxing gym yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, right. it's you know it's a couple of lads who've been training fighters a while. They run their own shows. I've boxed on a couple of the shows. Um, you know they're a good set of lads, and they've kind of finally got their hands on their own space to nice. open their own open their own gym, set up their own stable. Yeah, and um, I was going to be involved with them coaching because I'm uh, a little bit older than them. And uh, right. <laughs> so I says, right, I want to get this coaching license. You know, I want to do it properly. So, you know, yeah, that's just been more or less granted to me about two or three hours ago today. Oh, that's class, man. Congratulations. What a, Thank you. What, what a win that is. Um, what particularly do you love about boxing? And before we get into that, uh, who's your favourite boxer? Have you got a, a few favourites? I just watched yesterday... Um, Arturo Gotti versus um, Mickey Ward. That someone had that yeah. on the on the highlights. Um, yeah. W- wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> definitely Gotti's in my top three without yeah. a doubt. Um, be it's gonna be, it'd probably be Oscar De La Hoya. It'd be my favourite. Um, Gotti would right. be up there for his you know for his pure you know they called him the ultimate uh, blood and guts warrior. Yeah, yeah. But 
you know, for pure technical ability and skill, for me, it's De La Hoya. Um, right. I just like everything about him when I watch him fight. Yeah. Um, you know, he could punch a bit, he could move, he was fast, you know, um, probably fought a bit longer than he should have done, but a lot of boxers have done that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, if, if I was forced to pick a number one favourite of all time, it would be De La Hoya for me. Fair play. Um, I know we, we, we've spoke about him off, off air, but I think... Um, Joe Mapose is going to have a big, uh, a big career. I've watched a few of his fights now on YouTube, and he just looks, he just looks so in charge and so calm in the ring. Um, he looks like he hurries opponents to me when I watch him. He makes them yeah. panic, and he, he, he makes them just. It's almost like they don't really want to be in there. Do you know what I mean? And it's like the panicking to sort of to, to get out, and he just looks so so accomplished. And obviously, trains over in Stockton, doesn't he? Um, have yeah. you met him? Do, do you know? No, I don't know him. I've not met him. Um, right. But I follow. I try and follow quite a lot of the the northeast's boxes. Um, mm-hmm. Just you know, I just I just like to see the journeys through the ranks yeah. how they get on. You know, I've seen him boxing. Um, I think that thing of being composed and calm in the ring. You know, it can be unnerving to your opponent. You know, mm. um, I actually had it in a in a fight many years ago. I fought a lad in Scotland. And he was calm and composed, and he wasn't doing anything. And my brain was going mad. I was thinking, why is he not? Why is he not hitting me? Why is he not doing this? Right. And all, all of a sudden, halfway through the round, pop, he popped me, and everything went white, and I couldn't see. Really? Um, so yeah, it's yeah, he's good. That uh, Joe Mafosa, he's um, one of the ones I like. You know, I try and keep my eye on sort of the northeast lads. Yeah. Um, I think he trains with Imran Naeem. Yeah, Imran Naeem. Yeah. And you know, he's a really good coach. I've seen some of his other fighters like Josh Leather. Yeah. Um who are who are rated when I saw him fight uh I think it was on Sky Sports a couple of years ago. Um so yeah, hopefully Joe can continue. Um, yeah, I think I, I definitely I definitely think so. And um what are you hoping to you, you, you touched on it there, um you you've fought as well. Did you do a um a white collar boxing thing? Was it last year? no. What what it was with a white collar is uh, a friend of mine, Craig Willis, who owns a gym, runs a gym. Yeah. Um, I, I did a lot of my training and fighting with, under him um, many years ago. And last January, he ran one of the white collar programs from his gym um, right. for the cancer research thing that they do. And oh, nice. I, I helped him as one of the coaches. I was helping oh, him right. coach, coach the fighters. Um, so we got through it all. It was eight weeks. Great set of uh, lads and lasses who did that. And uh, on the night of the show, unfortunately, one of the boys failed the medicals and there was this poor lad left without an opponent and it was just like, look, Adam, can you step in and help him? <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, you're joking. I had, I had no kit on me or anything, so I had to ring the missus, look, can you ring me gum shield and <laughs> this and that down. Uh, and the lad, <laughs> you know, the lad had only had eight weeks training Um you know, I've had years and years training and competing behind me. So I says, look, I'll do an exhibition with you. Because he had two or three tables worth of supporters sat out there cheering for him. So I thought, I can't leave him without a fight. Um, so I just jumped in and did the rounds with him just so he got at least some of the experience. Because otherwise, yeah. he'd, he'd have gotten to do nothing at all. Oh, that's um, class. So, yeah, that's that's and what that's, that was about. And could you, how, how many fights, did you fight, how did you fight before? Were you amateur? Were you semi-pro? Like, what, what level did you fight at? So, as, as a kid, I boxed amateur. Uh, nice. As, as a really young junior. And then, yeah. 
I did nothing for quite a while in between. And then in my early 20s, when I started Thai boxing. Right, uh, okay. Or, yeah. or Muay Thai, as it's traditionally yeah. known. And I fought amateur, I fought what's called pro-am, where you've got some of the protective equipment on and some of it not. Yeah. And then I fought full professional as well without any of the padding or protective equipment, just your, your gloves and your gum shield and your shorts on. Wow. Um, that's, and how many how many fights did you have at that sort of level? In total, uh, I think it was about seven or eight. Oh, think, that's decent. Including all the amateurs. And, uh, you know, I had a few what you call into clubs as well. Right, cool. Where you, go to, you basically go to a gym and fight someone in their gym kind of thing, but it's not... You- Full on, it's it's more of a hard spa. Do you know? Um, do you have anything to do with Spenny Boxing? Do you know anyone from Spenny Boxing? No, I oh, don't do know. Um, um, I, my I can't, my uh, sorry, my, my uncle um, uh, Terry Schofield, aka Peter Pan, um, was sort of head head boy at Spenny Boxing for a long time, and now right. now in his later years, he's down at. Um, Sheldon Boxing Club, and he, he helps sort of coach and, and and train a lot of the a lot of the young the young kids coming through. Like um, he's got some uh, he's got some funny stories from being a boxer. Yeah. He was, <laughs> yeah, he was he was he was really good. Um, what's it what what's it like um, taking a whack when you're fighting someone who can actually throw a punch and it's not you know Johnny Big Big Lad from down the town who's throwing the kebab shop specials around. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> it's your first. You know, when you're new and you're, you know your first fight, maybe um, yeah. it's a bit of a shock. You know, it was for me. It was you know because you've only had the taste of sparring in the gym with big gloves on. Yeah, yeah. Sixteen ounce gloves on, um, and then you get in the ring and you're fighting in ten ounce. Or I not remember one fight I had a fight in eight ounce, and you well, get it with, it with them and you know about it. Um, but on the flip side of that, you know your adrenaline's going and you kind of, you know, you get it and you think, right, I'm not made of glass. You know, I can, I can take a, take a punch. Um, you know, it's not so bad. I think that was mm. my reaction, my reaction to it and how I overcame and the nerves a lot of the time. Mm. Um, because, you know, you at first you're terrified of getting hit in sparring when you first start, never mind yeah, the yeah. fight. And then you take a few and you think, look, I, you know, I can do this. Um, it's not so bad. Um, obviously, the flip side of that is not just taking shots for fun because yeah, yeah, don't know, do that. Can, can do a lot of damage. <laughs> don't, 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 don't do that. Yeah, you don't want to be taking, no. you don't want to be taking, uh, taking shots for fun. So when the when the COVID nineteen finishes, uh, you'll be in there training, helping the youngsters. Why do you think it's important that we boxing is promoted for youngsters and? Obviously, a lot of people who've got into boxing have come from um, troubled childhoods or crime, or, or maybe that's just a stereotype. Um, but why do you think it's so important, or why would you encourage someone to put their kids into combat sport? Um, I think you know the the discipline side of things. Yeah. Um, you know, like you say in the past, definitely. You know, in years gone by, it's a thing where you got rough lads and lasses who were maybe a bit lost and they found themselves in a boxing gym and they made something of themselves. Not necessarily went on to be professional fighters or champions, but mm. the discipline, uh, the regimented nature of the training, um, being able to take instructions off authority, kind of mm. give them something and they take that into other parts of life. Yeah. Um, you know, if you, <clears throat> excuse me, if you go... Oh. 
into a gym and you look up to the coach and you respect what the coach is saying and you do what him or her tells you, yeah. then that can embed that when you go maybe for a job interview or to get employed when you're a bit older. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, it also teaches you that hard work pays off. Um, you know, you've got to train hard. If Well, even if your goal is just losing weight or getting fit, you've got to train hard for that to happen. You've got to put the effort in. Uh, and if you're going to compete, then certain standards are demanded. Mm. Um, you know, you, you can't just walk into a gym and say, right, I want to fight in three weeks, get me a fight, and then I'll train. Yeah. Um, certainly not if I was, you know, certainly not with my coach. Yeah, didn't, didn't work like that. And if you know, when I go on to coach fighters, I'll be demanding a minimum, you know, a minimum amount of effort that I accept. Um, before yeah, I'll, I'll let you represent myself or the gym's name. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, when the kids get in, you know, it instills a bit of discipline, instills a bit of work, work ethic that they can carry on or whatever um, path in life that they take. I think. Yeah, I mean, do you know Pete Chapperson, do you? I don't know him that well. But, but um, yeah, I follow I follow him on social media. Um, again, the local, you know, he's a local, local yeah. bloke doing doing his thing. Um, I've probably had the odd conversation or comment on social media, interacted yeah. with him, but I've not. I don't think I've met him. Um, he he's got a lad, I know, and I hope I'm saying his name right. Uh, Lewis, um, is it Lewis Curry or Quarry? It, he's um, Ellis Curry. I uh, his brother. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ellis. Yeah, sorry, Ellis. Don't yeah. knock fuck out of us. Um, but I, I I watched him train in 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 what used to be Paragon, and that lad is like, like I class myself as being fit, right? And and I am I am fit. But what he is, he's three four levels higher than where I am. Like yeah. th- that lad would hard spar or pad work with Peter. Then he'd go on the assault bike for like thirty minutes and just go bananas, like to the point where. To point where people like stop and look because it's like it's that much of a racket. You're like, oh yeah, what's yeah. what's he doing? But like th- that just goes to show you the dedication, doesn't it? Like what it takes to be, you know, you've got to be fit. Like there's one oh, thing I would yeah. never want to be in a boxing ring is unfit because no, no. Well, you know, it's it's, it's a long fight, but when you're getting beat, it's even longer if you're not fit. Mm. Um, so yeah, Ellis was actually when I was kind of in my early twenties, sort of. Fighting, he was in his. I think he was maybe he's about fourteen, fifteen, and he was already a big name um, in Thai. He was going out and uh, winning a lot of fights as a Thai boxer as, as oh, a young wow. lad. Yeah, um, and then when I saw that he'd gone into pro boxing, I was pretty excited to see him. Mm. Uh, and his last two fights, he's you know he's uh, I'm pretty sure he's knocked out his last two opponents in pretty yeah. good fashion, and he's kind of made a good effortless. name for himself now. So, yeah, it, it, it's effortless and. A fight that I always liked. Well, I was always, I've always been a big fan of Chris Eubanks. Um, yeah, both junior and senior, really. But obviously, um, the fight where senior gets levered by by Watson, and then he sort of knocks him out last minute with with that shot. Um, yeah, and like, there's the reason why you've got to be fit. Do you know what I mean? Because he took a beating for all them rounds off. Well, Watson was a fantastic fighter, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Uh, but then still had enough in him to to he knew he had to do something big. Now if you're not fit, you're not producing that, are you? Do you know what I mean? You're not you haven't got that even as an option. But to be able to pull a shot like that out at last minute after taking a pezzling, like yeah, true. That is like that is the difference between someone who's very good and someone who's 
unbelievably good. Um, and I just think it's it's hats off to boxing and, and boxers, especially because I think it's it's the ones who do it, like the the ones who are awesome in it, just they blow your way, don't they, with how fit they can be and how effortless they can make it look. And yeah, um, if anyone's ever got into boxing and moved around, it can feel unnatural. So never mind when someone's trying to like hunt you down um, yeah, yeah. and just terrorize you. You know, some people look flat footed, don't they? They move clunky in the ring. Um, so, what yeah. did you did you um, did you watch the Tyson Wilder fight? Yeah, yeah, uh, stayed up for that. Um, watched that. Uh, wasn't what I expected, um, but Fury did tell us beforehand he was going to hunt him down and knock him out. Yeah. Um, so fair play, and you know I'm I'm a big Fury fan. I like what he stands for. Um, you know, in his recent. You know, his recent, well, not so recent, but his troubles that he had and the way he's yeah. come back from that. Yeah. Um, and I was, you know, over the moon for him to win win the title back and hopefully it sets him up to fight Joshua at some point in the future. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see that. Are they talking about doing Wilder again? I mean, I don't know why they would think to do Wilder again because it wasn't even really a contest, was it? Well, it's, I think it's in the contract for him to have a third fight, but I've been reading a little bits and pieces about... Um, they didn't really make the money that they thought we were going to make on the pay-per-view buys in America. Oh, really? They were wanting about 2 million buys and they got about 800,000. <clears> so if the demand's not there for it, the likes of like ESPN and DAZN aren't going to throw money at them again. No. Um, so hopefully that paves the way for him to fight Joshua over here. Mm. Right, uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be an awesome fight. Who, who, um, who'd you put, who'd you back in that one? <clears throat> Fury all day. Right. Uh, he's just too skillful. I like Joshua. Um, you know, he, he's got the image. He's got the physique. He's you know he's an Olympic gold medalist, um, and he's you know he's he's good to an extent. But Fury's just natural, raw ability and talent. Mm. Um, the way he moves for such a big guy, um, <clears throat> it's brilliant. And I just don't think Do- I don't I don't think Joshua would live with him at all. Does Does Joshua remind you a bit of Bruno? 100% yeah Bruno's one of my probably earliest boxing memories yeah um, my dad watching it on uh, on the telly on the Big Fight Live mm. um, Bruno I love him I love Bruno <laughs> you know he he was he was again he was limited in his ability but he had the heart the size of a lion and he had the desire mm. you know he, he wanted it and he got he, the, you know he, he reached his goal in the end he won a world title yeah um, but yeah they're very similar um, it, to look at Bruno lacked killer instinct, didn't he? Yeah, too nice. Um, you know, he's too nice, funny, and uh, <laughs> you know, I've read, I've read his, I've read two of his books. He's written two. I think he's wrote three yeah. actually, but I've read two of them. Uh, you know, and he's a lovely bloke, and uh, he probably exceeded his limitations. You know, he because mm. he wanted it that much. Yeah, he yeah. Did, be- did better than he should have done. Um, but yeah, he's, you know. Put you know when he got in with Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson's a natural born killer, and Bruno's not. Bruno's a you know a lovely bloke. So Tyson was a phenomenon, scary, scary man. And he's I don't know if you know he's got a podcast out as well now. Um, right? No, I didn't know. Yeah, that. I'll 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 send you the link for it. it. It's it's he's got unbelievable guests on, mate. But boxing, drinking, and drugs, I think, took its toll. Because his yeah. speech is very, very slurred, and it's like 
it's you've got to really listen. Do you know what I mean? You've got to really listen to what's to what's being said. And like, it, it it's a shame, but obviously, um, as a fighter, some people think he was the greatest of all time, don't they? Um, he's he certainly he was certainly a vicious um, a, a vicious fighter, wasn't he? The way he went after people, whether the way he used to move and throw them throw them combinations to the body and to the head, like. It yeah, must have been terrorising yeah. terror, so looking. much more. Um, mm. It could have been so much more than what he was, but um, you know he had his own well-publicised demons and mm. people around him didn't help. Um, yeah, no. is, is that something that you as a coach promote now? Like, I mean, I remember speaking to Joe about um, his LinkedIn account and he's uh, like how he manages it and the people that's around him. I feel like that's improved a lot as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Like that the whole package of like, why you're associating with these people, you know, like there's, there's almost like to be a professional fighter now, it, it, you've got to be everything, haven't you? Do you know what I mean? You, it, yes, you need to be a skillful fighter, but if you're hanging around with the wrong people or you're associating with the wrong people or you're doing the wrong things, then you'll you'll only get so far, won't you? And you'll never really get to the place where you could go to. Yeah, you've got to, you know, for a for a fighter, you've got to live the life, um, and that means keeping away from anything negative that could hinder you. Um, yeah, and especially like you say, in the age of social media now and the internet, <laughs> you do one thing wrong, and it's all over there. People well, are going to know about it. I, I mean, I think I think Billy Joe Son is a fantastic boxer. Um, I really oh. do, but again. He just he, he he lets these things out, doesn't he? And yeah, everyone jumps on top of it, and then you forget. Actually, he's a really, really, really skillful fighter. Um, yeah, he is. I rate him highly. Um, puts him back, doesn't it? Yeah, you know he's he's made another slip up there last week with his social media video, and uh, mm. it's not the first time for him. And you know, he, but yeah, he's a brilliant fighter. I really rate him, and you know, I'd I'd fancy him against Triple G to be honest, and people have laughed at me for saying that, but I think he'd be too slick for him. Mm. But, um, yeah, like that's an example of it there, you know, that something that you might take as a bit of a joke, mm. the next person will certainly will not, and yeah, it's going to damage you. You know, he's, he's had his belt stripped off him once before, I think. Yeah, and especially yeah. if you're going to put it on social media, there's some jokes you tell in between your friends and, and your close circle, and then there's some things I think, like especially when you're a sports personality like he is, um, no, it's not. It's not good. Uh, Adam, mate, we're you know, thank, thanks for insight into boxing and and sort of the coaching stuff. I feel like you're going to be a great a great coach for for the up and coming people. Um, thank and you. Pass, thank pass you. on your knowledge. Um, but I think it's funny that you got thrown last minute dot com into a into a fight and you just you went yeah I'll take it because that's like says a lot about someone that do you know what I mean? It's a big to big character reference. Um, we're going to sort of look at the. Uh, Special COVID-19 five watts. Now, some people's routine has massively changed. Some people's routine hasn't changed. But somewhere along the lines, everyone's had to adapt. And being able to adapt is the greatest skill um, that anyone can have. Because, it's, you know, it's like, it's like a fight. You go in thinking, I'm going to fight this way. And then your opponent changes. And if you can't adapt to it, well, you're not getting your hand raised, are you? Um, no. So, first one, mate. What does your day look like? My day during this is pretty normal still. Obviously, as I said earlier, I'm still working. Mm. Um, so it's get up, go for a run at half five, um, do about 5K, uh, get home, you know, 
sort the kids out, get off to work for the day. Nice. C- come home and just crack on as normal, to be honest. There's not a great deal of difference in that regard for me. Fair play. Yeah. Fair play. You've, you've kind of just covered it there. Um, what workouts are you doing? You... Well, yeah, uh, about three or four 5K runs. Yeah. And maybe one or two sprint sessions as well, uh, yeah. hill sprints. And then I've got a bag up in the backyard. Um, so some bag rounds and some body weight circuits. Nice. Fair play. Um, what have you started since COVID-19? Have you started anything new? Started to learn Spanish? Started to... <laughs> <laughs> I've started, to be honest, I've always read a little bit and listened to podcasts, but I've started taking on a lot more uh, positive, constructive material, whether it be reading books or listening to podcasts. Yeah, um, yeah. Taking advantage of what's out there, just try and educate myself as much as I can a bit better, due, you know, while I've got the chance to. Yeah, that's a fair point, man. That's a fair point. Um, fourth one, uh, what have you stopped? I feel like I might know this one. I've, do you know what I've stopped? I've stopped spending a fortune with Greg's. <laughs> and I've stopped... In Greg's? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've, stopped, I've stopped spending a little bit of my pocket money on um, football. Accumulators. Oh right, yeah. Um, well, do you know what I mean? Is it a bad? It's is it a bad thing? Do you know what I mean? It's... Well, no. I'm I'm saving a lot more money because I'm not <laughs> I'm not getting uh, a bacon sandwich and a vanilla latte on a morning from Greg's anymore. <laughs> and uh... a bacon sandwich is proper old school working class, and then you've gone and got a vanilla latte. That's proper no. class. Everyone's laughing at me for that when I took one into work the other week. Um, but the, the, ta- the taste's so nice, so I'm, yeah, fair, not, I'm, I'm not scared. Fair play. No, are you a bit of a coffee connoisseur? Are you do you like a good coffee? No, not at all. But, um, oh, right. I'm, a, I'm a tea drinker. I was a tea drinker, you know what I mean? Yorkshire bread, so... Yeah. Um, but well, for whatever reason, I tried a, a vanilla latte one day, and I was, I yeah. was hooked. Fair play. Get on the vanilla lattes. Yeah. Um, fifth and final one, mate. What's the first thing you're going to do after lockdown's finished? Going to go give me mum a big hug. Ah, uh, nice. I know I've been soft there, haven't I? But uh, it's all right. you know, she's, with that. she's on. She's one of the. Um, she has asthma. Um, right. So okay. She's got. She's one of the ones who's had the letter telling her to stay in. Yeah. For twelve weeks, and um, you know we. It, it it's in previous years. Um, we've not had the best relationships just through things in the past, but yeah, recently we've started to get on a lot, a lot better. Um, and you know, it's I, I just can't wait to see her again after all this because it's a bit difficult at the minute when you can't see your loved ones. Sound look, that's fantastic, Adam. Um, where where can people find you in the gym when it finally opens up? Is have you? Yeah, um, uh, it's going to be a new gym that's going to be opening up called Ali Boxing. Right. Uh, it's just off Borough Road uh, in Darlington, just behind the theatre. Um, if they have a look, if they search Ali Boxing on Facebook, right, they'll find it on there. Uh, ran by a couple of local lads, Yusuf and Malik. Nice lads, uh, and I'm going to be down in their gym helping them coach. Awesome. And, uh, you know, do the best we can do for the new gym. Mint, that's class. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's been Adam. Uh, good insight into Christmas trees and boxing. Two, two, <laughs> <laughs> two conversations I didn't think I'd ever have in the same 30 minutes, but there you go, COVID-19. It's crazy times. Um, my mission at the moment, everyone, is to do a podcast every day um, and just keep on getting interesting, 
people on to come and talk about what they're up to. And if you're thinking, I wouldn't mind doing a podcast, then everyone's got a story and everyone's got something to say. So get in touch with us and we'll get you on. Adam, cheers, Mucker. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Cheers, cheers Mucker. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.